All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to It's News to Us, the uh, daily podcast, at least the Monday through Friday podcast, where we uh, talk about what's been going on news-wise. I'm Jeff Stapleton. I'm just, uh, it's just me today because uh, Matt decided he was entitled to a day off. So we give that to him every now and then. So uh, um, with the promise that he comes back at some point. And this is only a day off for him today, so he'll be back on Monday. So uh, Monday it'll probably be uh, uh, Matt and David on uh, the uh, podcast. So let's talk about the things that we discussed today. Uh, interesting uh, story regarding the um, accreditation scores for schools. Now, uh, those were released Late yesterday, I believe, by the uh, State Department of Education, and they talk about school accreditation across the state. Uh, this is one of those measures that really didn't uh, exist the last couple years. Uh, the last time that this was done was going into the 2019-2020 school year, and that was before the uh, pandemic hit. And it said at that point that 92% of the state schools were accredited. Now, um, the latest uh, numbers that were released, as I mentioned late yesterday by the State Department of Education, says that now 89% of the uh, state schools are accredited. And that is a 3% drop. However, the governor, Governor Yunkin, has uh, weighed in on this and says that given what he calls um, a catastrophic learning loss and growing achievement gaps facing Virginia students, these particular numbers with the accountability and the accreditation, uh, the accreditation being 89%, that actually he thinks should be lower. So he says the uh, accreditation ratings do not reflect catastrophic learning loss and growing achievement gaps facing the state system. He called the accountability system broken. He says it fails to provide a clear picture of the academic achievement and progress of our schools to parents, teachers, and local school divisions. He says that he strives uh, for the state to have the most transparent and accountable education system in the nation. And um, he says these accreditation ratings demonstrate the imperative for change. So to that end, he has directed his uh, education secretary, Amy Gadara, and the state superintendent for public instruction, Jillian Balow, and the Board of Education to uh, design a revised and accreditation and accountability system that he says would provide clear, actionable, and timely information. And next year, when the accreditation uh, numbers are put out by the uh, State Department of Education, then 
He says it will give a more clear picture of the way schools are performing. So it's interesting to note that uh, the uh, school accreditation ratings for Virginia, which fell 3% from the last time they were done, once again, pre-pandemic, he's basically saying that they should be lower than they are because of what he calls catastrophic learning loss and growing achievement gaps facing Virginia students. So uh, that's uh, one of the things we covered today. Also, today was the first day of early voting in Virginia. And while it's not a one-day rush to vote, we did uh, reach out to all the major um, uh, localities in the area. Uh, We reached out to Henrico, we reached out to Chesterfield, and we also reached out to the city of Richmond, um, to uh, find out how their turnout was for the first day of early voting. And only Henrico County reached back to us, and they were saying that over 200 people showed up at the Henrico Registrar's Office uh, by noon today for the first day of early voting. And uh, it's kind of designed this early voting in a way that up until, or for the majority of the time you can early vote, Uh, You can only be there during the hours that the Henrico registrars or any wherever your locality is, whatever uh, locality you are in, that registrar's office is open. So basically in Henrico, they're open from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and that's the only time you can early vote. Um, So that um, will go on for a large amount of the time you can early vote. Mark Coakley, the Henrico County Registrar, says the last two Saturdays before the election, which uh, is October 29th and November 5th, uh, you will be able to vote on Saturdays from 9 to 5. And the uh, early voting goes on until November 5th, which is the Saturday before Election Day. So you cannot vote early the day before the election on November 7th, and Election Day is on Tuesday, November 8th. Of course, you could still vote on Election Day. That has not changed, but um, Coakley is saying that um, uh, since we've had a few election cycles of early voting, uh, they've had a lot of good turnout for uh, uh, the first day of early voting when he says that over 200 people showed up before noon today, between 8 o'clock and noon today for early voting. He says, I think people are anticipating the fact that you can early vote. And so they were uh, eager to do that and showed up uh, pretty strong in Henrico County. Now, one of the things that's uh, interesting in Henrico County, and you know, your locality may vary depending on where you live, but Henrico County has uh, four different referendums, or four different referenda, if you want to be correct about the uh, uh, the um, correct usage of the plural version of that word. Uh, there is a schools one, a fire one, a parks and rec one, and also a uh, a storm drainage one. So they have four different um, four different referenda that you could. Uh, choose from on the ballot in Henrico. And as we've been telling you the last few times we've talked about voting, uh, that your congressional district may have changed. So Coakley was saying for a large majority, if not all, the western uh, part of Henrico, 
they used to be in the seventh congressional district, and now they're in the first. So, if you're not aware of which congressional district you uh, live in, you may be surprised when you go to the polls and find out you're in a new congressional district. But that's uh, what happened with the redistricting, and we'll be seeing the uh, uh, changes with that this year at the at the uh, at the polls. One of the other stories we talked about today, not exactly hyper-local, but still interesting nonetheless, is what's going on in Fairfax County. As of the time I'm recording this podcast, uh, this has not been resolved yet. Um, There is a situation in the Bailey's Crossroads area of Fairfax County, which is a highly uh, busy uh, commercial district. Of course, a lot of uh, uh, congestion and and, traffic. Busy traffic areas are around in Northern Virginia, but this one is particularly busy in Fairfax County, uh, uh, where Route 7 and Route 244 intersect. It's called Bailey's Crossroads, and someone has was firing shots from what Fairfax County police say is a high-powered rifle, and they were hitting parked cars in the area. There were several uh, vehicles that were damaged by the gunfire. Nobody was hurt, but... Police believe that there was a person um, from a nearby apartment building, a high-rise apartment building, shooting from a, uh, a, a an apartment uh, an apartment in that high-rise apartment building. As of the time I'm recording this podcast, they have not apprehended or identified who may be involved. Um, they've closed off that area. They've put a shelter in place to. People in the area told people to avoid the area. Kind of a scary situation that reminded people of the 2002 sniper shootings, although nobody was hit. It was just parked cars, but somebody was shooting, police believe, from an apartment window in that area. And uh, there were some schools in the area. I believe the shelter in place uh, was lifted for those schools in the area as their day ended and from what I understand at the time I'm recording this uh, podcast, that uh, the shelter in place still remains for a large part of that area. So, unfortunately, we don't have a resolution for that coming up, but hoping that uh, somebody can be identified who may be responsible for that situation in Fairfax County. But for now, that's going to do it for It's News to Us, your daily podcast of the news that we covered today. I'm Jeff Stapleton, News Radio, WRVA. All Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.